What's happening, guys? It's Adam here. Just a quick word from our sponsors before we kick off today's episode. That is Beer52.com. Beer52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. They're number one, baby. And they'll send you some amazing beers every month, and you can rate and review them via their website to earn points and rewards. Now, every month's beers that you get sent will have a brand new theme. Past themes have been the beers of Germany, California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa, and many, many more. And they've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer. You'll get a free case of eight beers and award-winning beer magazine and a tasty snack the second you sign up they'll send them out in the post here and you can't catch corona from the post all you have to do is pay a few quid for the delivery and you can cancel or pause your membership at any time sign up now at beer52.com slash word that's our exclusive link that's b-e-e-r 52.com slash w-o-r-d you'll claim your free case of beer and for every person that signs up via that link only they slide us a little bit of money that supports the podcast it helps us out it's win-win so do us a favour, pause the pod here, go and do that now, and then enjoy the episode. Nice one. See you in a bit. Fucking did it in one take, bro. Yeah, man. Now, I'm getting the word nuts. Oh. Cha! Upset me, nasty bitch. Catch me outside, how about that? I'm big boned. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Disgusting! It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel like podcasting with video on YouTube, on social media at Have a Word Pod. You're listening to the funniest podcast in the game. Have a Word. Shut down dailies. Let's get through this mess together. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> Hi. Hiya. Are you all right, babe? I am. Are you having a little bez? A little bez? So, listen. Listen. I am addicted to Turbo Shandy. This has happened. I've got... I've got... You know when people got... I've got addictive personality, and they mean, you know, like, they've done ketamine at the the daughter's christening i'm not that level of addictive personality but once about four years ago i went through a tiramisu phase that got so bad i had a <laughs> i had a plastic spoon in my glove compartment for when i fancied tiramisu on the road and i knew that the co-op and sainsbury's did a fucking banging tiramisu and i would buy a serve six tiramisu eat half of it and throw half i remember once been in half a fucking massive portion of tiramisu and there was an old lady near the bin near the Sainsbury's and I'd eaten it in the car park <laughs> that behaviour is now um, it's, I think it's moved on to Turbo Shandy can I, you imagine finding that person like remove yourself from that situation for a minute right and you're going back to your car and you pull up and you get, you get to your car and next to your car is a bald man <laughs> in his late thirties, chugging away at a fucking family pack tiramisu. <laughs> also, I wonder if she'd sit if you if you actually see the process because it's so guilt ridden. Because Sainsbury's, by the way, if you ever fancy tiramisu, it's basically a middle class mum's pudding. But I'm into it. It they serve little two pots for one pound sixty, which are two servings of tiramisu. Let's be honest. When it says it serves two, go fuck yourself. It serves one real person, but that's not enough. You know when you're like you need a little bit more. 
the surf six is like two pound sixty. It's a bad boy. But as soon as you eat, as soon as you bite, you're like, you're a dirty tiramisu pig. And I, there's no joy. <laughs> there's like me in a fucking Volvo in a car park of some like York. You're on the way to a gig. You're in some West Yorkshire fucking Sainsbury's car park, just truffling tiramisu down. And then that would be more upsetting. But then to see them throw half of it away, and I don't know, but that addictive that addictive tendency has now switched to Turbo Shandy. What day is it? Thursday. When do we have a drink? Lockdown locking on Saturday. I have thought about drinking Turbo Shandy. I couldn't give a monkeys about any other alcohol right now. I think about Turbo Shandies. I even signed up to the Beer 52. I know this is ridiculous. Weeks later, I've been meaning to do it for ages, almost to break the trend of Turbo Shandy. And I'm worried that that I'm going to get... Yeah, go on. They send you a can of Turbo Shandy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the West Yorkshire Sainsbury's car park all over again, and it like... But uh, as soon as you messaged me this afternoon, you went, oh, mate, just a heads up. Uh, might be doing this. I literally, and people will work it out afterwards, like later on in the podcast, what we're being talked about. I took that as a cue to like, you're all right for a drink. <laughs> like, we just... Up it now, you want one one, one WhatsApp message that you sent, I felt like you were going, Dan, you're all right if you want a beer. I don't know what... I don't know why it, I just I was looking for any validation so I, I've prepared a couple of different bits to the middle bit but we can we can do that a little bit now actually because it's come up naturally hasn't it um, first of all got a quick question for you that I've just come up with what is and obviously this will change sometimes but like in general if you had to pick you're at a wedding right yeah yeah, yeah. and someone goes right we're getting on it today. We're going fucking big. I'm going to the bar right now. I'm getting you a beer or a cider, like a long drink, a big one, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Table candy would yeah, cost. it's the mains, isn't it? It's the mains, yeah. I'm getting you a beer. I'm getting you a short. You oh, can have yeah. a mixer with that if you want it. Love it. And I'm getting Love you it. a shot. So what are you having? Well, I, first of all, like, this is going to be like a politician, you know, just buying for time. But I want to say, great question. Great question. Um, I just like to say to the honourable gentleman, I, I, I do, I do go to weddings. I've been to weddings before. I enjoy a wedding. I do have a drink at a wedding, and I'm not saying that you know we, we we can't play these games and we can't move on. I just think it is not really the time of day with me sitting here with a Trevor Shandy to maybe discuss what shot I would have because I will then want one as soon as the podcast is over. I give that to the honourable gentleman. Before I answer the question, let me say I will defend the right for the British voter to drink three different types of drink at a wedding till my dying breath um so can I just I need a qualify I need a caveat this is we've just got to the wedding 2pm 4pm service whatever do you know what I mean it's the first drink in it you start I'm not I'm not rolling in it's not a rolling start this is from a static start in it first drink right so you're saying, let's get it going from zip. Right, okay. Let's start with a long drink, Adam. It's important. I wouldn't do Turbo Shandy until this lockdown, until this podcast. I wouldn't have done Turbo Shandy. I think it's a bit lavish. And 
it's it's going to be painful because you're going to get to some places if you get addicted to this shit and you want to drink it out they're not going to be able to do it you've got to take that into account like my friend Claire who goes to work in men clubs and goes have you got like cranberry um, sliced with pomegranate vodka and they're like fuck off love we've got misery in a glass you need to play the room don't you so I go this is not going to get me any fans a pint of lager top I like a pint of lager and I'm fine with cooking lager, can't stand Foster's, Carlsberg, Carlin, all of that shebang, just with a little dash of lemonade in the top. It's 2pm of an afternoon, I want to still be dancing at 10, a little dash of lemonade, that's my pint of choice. Is that How's that gone down for you, Adam? That's fine. I mean, at the bar that you're coming to, where I'm serving you, um, that actually that drink's actually on special order at the minute, it comes with a, a free date with a man. So... Uh- uh- <laughs> wonderful homophobia i'm sure we all enjoyed that lovely lovely let's get through you know this what? lockdown with can hating minorities say, go on go on can i just say go on. like that whole thing of if you like a shandy or a lager top you're a fucking gay right is such a fucking stupid stereotype because the people on this planet who can out drink any fucking cunt on the planet other gays they drink fucking harder longer and stronger than any fucking straight man i know through when i used to go clubbing we had if you go clubbing in manchester when i went clubbing in manchester and you like to get on it and stay out as late as possible because all your mates who are actually your mates are like oh but it's 6 a.m we just need to go home and you're like no but i'm wired where else are we going you ended up hanging out with gay people because the gay village went on till thursday it started the night out started friday people were still going wednesday morning mate the gays drink drugs that's how they (laughs) ghb is basically the date rate job drug and some of the gay people I ended up hanging out with like no it's not don't no I don't want to have laws don't want to go just have a little bit I was at a couple of parties where I was like people were drinking GHB which is essentially Rohypnol just diluted Rohypnol Rohypnol on themselves so you take too much you're out right so you've basically just conked yourself out you take a bit so if you if you're high as a kite you've had pills you've had coke you can't drink past a certain point it's like it's almost like you know just at like if you you know on Shrove Tuesday when you have like lemons in a the little squeezy bottle sorry what what what, what on is what it, day is it Shrove Tuesday what do I mean pancake what's pancake day it's pancake day that's what we will always call it all on right, this right, podcast right. so on pancake day Shrove Tuesday no let's not just move past I live in that Chester, as darling. if you haven't just outed yourself as a Tory middle class nonce Shrove Tuesday nobody in the history of Liverpool has ever called it that and you're trying to become an honorary scouter don't ever say that again it's fucking pancake day and you have to say fucking so start this story again and say fucking pancake day right fucking pancake day but basically if you're high as a if you're off your noodle late on you can't be like ah I'll just take the edge off by drinking sometimes that's fucking it's like literally drinking it's bitter it's weird but GHB which is essentially Rohypnol, if you have a little bit of it, it's all fuzzy and it makes you feel like a little bit drunk. So when people are like, yeah, the gays know how to drink, mate, the gays know, I mean, the gays who really go out, they know how to drink, then do drugs, and then do a drug that makes them feel like they've been drinking. That's how much they drink. (laughs) 
So the whole lager top thing, oh fucking southern southern shandy drinking fucking like I like a top. I like a top. Do you know when I was a and bit a younger, cock and a cock in my ass. I mean, <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you drink the GHB, you're like, oh my god, I've been date raped, but it's fine, it's self abuse. All right, that's how I met Graham. What? <laughs> when I was a bit younger, my uh, my dad was worried I was on drugs for a bit because, like, I'm so bad as a drinker. Once I start, I don't want to stop. Certainly, when I was younger, I was a lot worse for this. Before I was with Jade, I would go out. And I would stay out until someone told me, we can't give you any more. Get out of our club. Yeah. Stop pissing in the corner in that pint glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop like doing whatever. I I've I, I will stay out. Everyone's until crying. In the morning. You've ruined the Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Nana's dead, Adam. When will you stop drinking? Well, this is true. So christenings tend to happen at like 11 o'clock in the morning, don't they? And then you go to the christening party about 12. I once went on a night out on Saturday and went straight to the christening, right? And I hadn't oh, done any drugs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. pissed. And at what? one point I had... Oh, hang on, hang on. When I was going, yeah, 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 yeah. I've done that sort of stupid shit because I was still off my tits on chemicals. <laughs> mate, if you can drink through a Saturday... Mate, what? When did you... When did you eat? Like so, at the end of the night out, we'd gone and got like um, a breakfast. Right. Like the the clubs in Liverpool would stay open till like seven, eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, by time they're shut, the cafes are open. So then we we went to the cafe, got a big breakfast. I'd just like a a, a diet coke or whatever with that. And then by the time we finished our breakfast, Weatherspoons was open. <gasps> so we went Weatherspoons and started again. Now see that. I know that sounds ridiculous because I just told everyone that I went clubbing so late that I ended up hanging out with people that GHB'd themselves. But that, to me, is so alien because I could drink... I can drink late, but as soon as I got a sniff of carbohydrate, a little fucking munch of a piece of... Never mind the full English. Once I was on the toast, I'd be like, and that is... It's literally you've started the stopwatch for bed. The thing is, though, right? For, there was a there was probably like a two three hour period where it wasn't enjoyable, but it felt like this will be worth being able to tell people in six years on a podcast. I once did this. <laughs> Fight through it, Adam. This will make a fucking great anecdote, lad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, like I can now say I once went all night with no drugs and carried on the next day. It was the first customer in Weatherspoons. I was there before the third member of staff. It was just the fucking manager and the glass collector. It's a and comedian. Then I went to a Christian and drank all day. It's the comedian in you. It's the comedian in you. Go. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, that is how you know you're a comedian. If you literally lean into the self-destruction and misery because you know one day it will make your mate stroke yeah. audiences laugh there's a comedian we know and I won't name him because it's his right to tell a story when he wants to who fucked a prostitute um, just so he had a prostitute story to tell on stage pause the pod pause the pod okay have you ever have you ever had sex with a prostitute no no right we'll move on then I'm not oh, oh hang on no, I just want to move on. No, no. Come on. Uh, right back at you. I have one of the most, like, 
it's embarrassing but I'm not unproud it's a weird one because on the face of it you should be ashamed of it but at the same time really if I'd gone through and like ah oh, bang no prostitute I shouldn't be ashamed of that I once was in Birmingham after working at the Birmingham Glee put you up in a lovely hotel had a great weekend Saturday night they gave me £660 I was about 27 28 years old drinking like a fish having a great time ended up a club with a couple of members of staff someone buys pills I've got a pocket full of like a month's wages in my like just in my pocket like ah! do you ever do that I don't know if you've done that when you get paid but you get paid for Thursday Friday Saturday in the Saturday and then you go drinking it's it feels like you're like Tony Montana say hello to my left huh? but really well, I, you're I, spending gas bill you're spending council tax I, I had a really bad night with that one night so up until about 18 months ago the comedy store in Manchester still paid cash and so to this day does the frog and bucket now you still sign for it it's all legit Yeah. but I did a weekend at both the comedy store and the frog and bucket they both paid me in full on the Saturday night Big and day. I went out in Manchester I, I went out in Manchester for the last hour before the last train and then went out in Liverpool and woke up the next day with no money so I, I so that's, you gra- get, that's over a grand Oh yeah, yeah. So you do Thursday at the comedy store, you get two hundred, and then you get two forty for three sets Friday and Saturday. So Fuck you get nine twenty from the store me. and about five hundred from the frog. But you see now fourteen hundred quid. When this happens when you're a young man, it's a time and a place thing, isn't it? Like you, at the time, what who are you affect if I did that now, that would be so it, it, it wouldn't be funny, would it? Because I've got a child and a mortgage. I'd be like, but daddy, daddy, I but want daddy, some food. Oh, but daddy, where is the where is the bread for the toast in the morning? I'd be and like, then we're gonna get to the job center. <laughs> when you're young, you're like, ah, it's a fucking funny story. Isn't it? I hear oh. I hear stories of like older comedians doing that shit, and I'm borderline depressed like oh fucking jizz the money from the weekend up the wall. You're like, oh, God, but you you've got a mortgage anyway. So Birmingham, out with a couple of members of staff, ended up getting a couple of pills, dancing, met these lads from Coventry. <laughs> on like a fucking house on fire. I lost the mates, I mean, air quotes, mates from the staff that worked at the Glee in Birmingham. Ended up on one of the most stupid, fun, chatting shit nights with these lads who are about 20 years old from Coventry. Then they were like, yeah, we've got to get a fucking, we've got to get a fucking, we've got to get a bus back to fucking Coventry. I was like, right. One of them was like, yeah, but one of, one of, oh, mate, fucking Darren, he loves the fucking, there's a whore house. Whatever. I'm not doing a good Coventry accent, but he's got this thing for prostitutes. I had about 540 quid left in my pocket. And I was like, I want to go to a brothel. And he was like, yeah, all right, he's gone. He's already gone. Do you want us to show us where it is? I was like, Yes, I'd never been to one before. I'd never felt the inclination. It was this weird thing. You know, when you're a bit off your tits, a bit drunk, a bit off your tits. I was like, I want to do that as well. I can do that. They took me. It went from like, oh, there's nightclubs to round the corner to like, this is where people are murdered in Birmingham. And then they were like, yeah, it's there. You just got to knock on. So I sort of like, the thing is about when you've got drugs in your system, you can pass yourself off as quite normal. So I was like, okay, I'm bloody doing this. But I was off my tits. Knocked on the door, pressed the buzzer. There's a pause. The CCTV has a look at you. 
I'm like, oh, fuck, they're not going to let me in. And then I hear, push on the door. I go upstairs. The seediest fucking blue-lit bar. People smoking. It's horrible. There's loads of dodgy-looking blokes. Not all pervy blokes. Younger blokes. Loads of younger Asian guys. And this amazing, hot, like, probably a couple of years older than me, maybe even my age, she said she was Cypriot, was like, hello, welcome to whatever club fucking it is. I was like, I knew instantly. I walked and I was like, I'm out of my depth. I'm out of my depth. She went, oh, okay, you have to choose one of these ladies. I was like, uh, what I wanted to do is go, I've made a mistake. I'm a comedian and I've had some much drink and some drugs. I was showing off to these lads from Coventry. But I was like, oh, I can't, can't. You know, I've just got to go with it. I was like, uh, I was looking at all these women. They were like, like smiling in the films, you know, when they're all in a line. I was like, this is so cringy. I could eat my own face. And then it went <laughs> cringing now telling the story. I went, can I have you? <laughs> Because I knew it. <laughs> it's because I met her because she'd been friendly to me. I was like, I, I don't know them, I know you. She went, Of course you can, okay. Uh, I'm going. And she took me around the side, up these stairs, into this room. She was like, Okay, 70 pounds for half an hour, 130 pounds for an hour. I was like, Yeah, whatever. Here you go. Took the cash off me, took 70 quid off me. <laughs> How much is it going to cost me for six minutes? <laughs> She went, okay, take your clothes off. I went, right. She's already in fucking nothing. She's amazing figure. She's probably, she probably runs a tech company now in Cyprus. I took my clothes off. I was like, oh, you big fat little white pig. And then she was like, lie down. I was like, I don't really want to. I was like, okay. She then tried to like sexually give me a hand job. <laughs> it was. It was they're one of the cringiest two minutes of my life because I should have said at the start of the two minutes love fuck all's happening there duck because <laughs> I've had two pills and about seven pints and that guy is fucking I'm here but this guy's unconscious fuck me it was so awkward she was just like rubbing around my little dick she was like okay it's okay I was like right there's no kiss she's just basically like come on she's trying to wake my dick up and in the end I was like um I don't think anything's gonna happen she went no it's okay (laughs) put my clothes on and just walked out I paid 70 pounds to have a very attractive woman nudge my dick around for about a minute and a half and be like okay he's flaccid come back could you not have just like asked us to do something non-sexual that's like nice like you know if nothing's happening with your dick with a prostitute can you get her to like scratch your back or something (gasps) Adam Adam I've been saying this for the last three or four years I fucking love a back scratch I'm like, Laura hates it. She's like, oh, but like, ugh, like skin particles. I'm like, would you be offended if I went to a prostitute and got her to scratch my back? She was like, yes. I'm like, well, I don't think you should be. I never thought of it. This is my theory that I spoke about before. It shouldn't count as cheating if it's something she won't do. Laura's got no right to be pissed off at you. Hang on. Back scratching is a weird, it's a grey area. You're in a grey area. It's a back scratch. It's like the thing in Pulp Fiction about the foot rub. You shouldn't be annoyed about it. But if you're in a brothel getting a back scratch, I don't think any girlfriend or wife's going to be like, that's my long-term partner. (laughs) What a (laughs) job. 
Oh, fuck. Do you like a back scratch? Fucking love a bit of back rubby as well. Just like palm. Not even any pressure. Just like a stroke on your back like I'm a big dog. <laughs> Go on, what we were doing? Hang on, we've got to get back to pints. Oh, what did you Yeah, say? so I'm going to the bar. Right. <laughs> fuck. Um, you, what's your what's your long you, drink? So hang on, are you getting a lager top at any particular brand? Because you like no, this is the I hate Fosters. I think it smells like brand. knob cheese. There's something about Fosters okay. that is ungodly. But my okay. preference is Cronenberg if I'm feeling fruity, you know. But like, but just you know, the cooking lager, Carlsberg, Carly. I would like a bottle of Peroni or <gasps> a pint of Moretti. Oh, all right, fancy pants. I didn't know it was a proper bar. Yes, you're right. They're phenomenal. Almost feel yeah, they feel so good. Yeah. You shouldn't put lemonade in. Well, I well I don't. No, <laughs> no. But I'm saying what I'm saying is the Carlin is good for a little hey, lemonade. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 getting a Peroni top is a bit of a waste, isn't it? Short and measure. What's what's? <laughs> now I've stopped drinking this Go because. On. I like it a lot, and it's too bad for you. Go on. So it's um, Sailor Jerry's Rum and Coke. Oh. It's a spiced rum. It's got, like, vanilla spices in it. It's absolutely delicious. It's a full-strength spirit. It's 40% ABV. But I can't drink it with Diet Coke. So I would go on a night out and have 12 of these and you end up drinking the equivalent of 12 cans of Coke on a night out. Yeah, yeah, And the amount of it's just awful for you. It's like a drunk pick and mix, isn't it? It's essentially sweeties with happy. But if I can pick anything, I'm going that. If I'm watching me wait at the time, I'll probably go for uh, a whiskey with no mixer, just with an ice cube. Oh, I can never do whiskey. I like a gin and and tonic, you know. I like a gin and tonic. I like and to a change tonic. your pace because I think there's something about that the bitterness of it that is nice yeah. they're the only three things spirit wise I drink I drink spice rum and coke gin and tonic and I drink straight whiskey god these thank you shows are going to get messy afterwards aren't they oh yes uh, what's your shot <sighs> can I tell you mine on the count of three we'll both say it and see if it's the same go on one two Sambu Cheers. Oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I misunderstood. Sambuca. Uh white jizz. Oh sorry, white sambuca. Yeah, yeah, mate, white sambuca. Not even black. When people are I like black sambuca, I like white sambuca. Because when I drink aniseed based, you know, shots, I'm a racist. How are you with a Jaeger bomb? Yeah, good. Good, but I mean heart palpitations are fine, aren't they? But I don't want to have a heart attack because I had twenty six Jaeger bombs. Jaeger one's good. To, Get a little bit of perky, perky. Pints. Yeah, you've told the I story on the pod. The what with the pints of vodka Red Bull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also know that people listen to this fucking podcast so much that they'll listen, they've listened twice. So there, there will be, be <laughs> yeah. there'll be people coming around going, "Mate, not only have I heard this story, I've heard it twice already." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm all for a Jaeger bomb and all of that shit. But I think you need to use it medicinally. You know, when you're like, I'm flagging, I'm flagging, bang, you back up. Don't be like, yeah. that's what I drink as my second drink. I have 12 a night. Yeah, nah, mate. No, bad idea. I think we should have a quick word from our sponsors at Trans Alley Wheels before we crack on with some more 
similar stuff. Can't believe I told the brothel story. I'm so happy. I'm just trying to think. Has Laura heard that story? <laughs> Fuck. She fucking has now, lad. <laughs> I'm just going to go oh, for a piss. Sorry. Back. I'll go on. Now then, lads, I want to tell you about Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car body work, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. Basically, these guys can sort your wheels out. And if you listen to this thinking, well, I'm not like a boy racer, I'm not that bothered about my car. Mate, I drive a Volvo, and after the fucking Rona, I'm going to these guys at Trans Alloy Wheels Limited when I'm gigging in Yorkshire, and I'm going to get them to sort out the alloys that are all scuffed up and fucked on my Volvo V40 so even if you've got a sensible dadmobile or you've inherited your nana's banger soup up the wheels get them sorted if you park like a bell end get them tidied up make them look smarter go the full hog get them jazzed up get them glitzy get them gold just live your life through your alloy wheels they can add value to your car and make it look fucking smart. They use the same techniques as the biggest car manufacturers and they offer powder coating, diamond cutting, painting, new tyres, acid stripping and shot blasting, tyre fitting and removal. They do car body repairs and they have a pickup and delivery service. They also do insurance work. These guys have got amazing reviews online. Come and get your wheels souped up, changed and refurbished. And this is the best bit. All Have A Word listeners will receive 25% off everything. I'm going, I'm getting my saving. These guys are amazing. Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Get them on Facebook, Insta, online, the lot. Nice one, lids. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling triggered. It must be Have A Word with Adam and Dave. So I remembered yesterday that uh, a friend of ours had a very weird hangover ritual. Now, in the past, we asked for some hangover stories. A few of them that we got were a bit samey or long-winded, and that's why we haven't done too many of them. But I think these hangover rituals are just yes. going to be short, snappy, and quite funny. Yes. Um, so, what a I very succinct way of putting that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> You've really summed that up very well. Crack on. <laughs> no one knows why we're laughing. Um, so, I I had a weird one, and I know a friend of ours had a weird one. I'm going to tell you those two in a sec, but I just want to ask you: Did you come up with any? Can you remember anything you used to do regularly when you were hungover? That's just a bit fucking stupid or weird. Thing is, with a hangover, it's a it's just a case of survival, in it. It's just a case of survival. It's like what it feels like that at the time. Yeah, I think the sooner you can get in the shower, and it's it might be like a it might be just like a psychosomatic thing. But when you're like, I'm washing off the dirt. The longer you're in your underpants from the night before, you're basically wearing the clothes of regret. Uh, that's how I feel. Like when you're like, oh, I'm in a dressing gown. When I lived in Chester the first time round, I lived in Chester about ten, eight, nine, ten years ago, and I was boozing lows. The laughing was open, and it was such good boozing. I was like, you know, when people say pub fit, I was at the absolute peak of pub fit, and I used to wake up hungover, and instead of just wallow, I would go, I'd get up probably still a bit pissed, have a shower, and then I'd set off for a bit of a walk and a bit of fresh air. And and sometimes when I was hungover, I managed to walk into Chester, get like some French fries from McDonald's. Two, there was two fr- there was two McDonald's in Chester at the time. I'd get a large fries from one, eat eat the large fries on the way to the other one, get another large fries, 
and eat the large fries from there on the way out of Chester. That's that sounds amazing. Two portions of large fries from Mackey's on a hangover. Oh, but, but, I want a McDonald's. But also, not in the same bag, so by the time you get to the second one, it's cold. Yeah. yeah. I, it, but it was something about oh, the washing, the dressing. I was still hung up. I was hung over as fuck, but yeah, I like getting up and so, doing things. As soon, I think if you're wallowing, you're in trouble. Here's the sort of thing <laughs> I had in mind. So I went through a period of about six months to a year where every time I was hungover, I would watch Whitney Houston sing the American National Anthem at the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Why? And why, though? Why? Why did you even know? What young scouse lad is like, fucking hell, me, Sonny, two slices of sauce and fucking Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. What? what, God save the Queen. No, fuck. I quite like the American national anthem as a song. (laughs) Hey, boy, just honestly, if anyone's going, oh, I, I think I know it, but right. So the college bowl game was played this year between LSU, which is Louisiana State, and Clemson, which are two Southern teams. Donald Trump was there with Ivanka. It was in the, it was in the Superdome. Now, I follow the New Orleans Saints. The Superdome is the New Orleans, New Orleans uh, Stadium. So it's deep south, Trump's popular, whatever. They got, what's her fucking name? They got a singer from Louisiana to sing the national anthem. I have played that about five times that bowl game must have happened in January I've played it five or six times and a couple of times I just played it to Etta and it's amazing what Etta will not watch she'll some things you'll be like oh she'll love this she's three every time that's on she's like what the fuck is this it's so good if you wanna if you wanna listen to the national anthem put in Whitney Houston American national anthem or the college college championship game from uh, 2020 it's amazing. I'm going to watch that as soon as this episode's done. Oh, mate, she fucking nails fucking it. June. Um, So I used to watch that, and a mate of ours, another comic, someone who I started out with, um, good mates, was Pete Otway, um, who is... He lived in Liverpool, and he's lived in Preston as well, I think. So ah. he's got a bit of a connection. I think he's lived in Preston. He's one of the best Jewish, um, Jewish comics on the circuit, yeah. God. <laughs> He used to watch, every time he was hungover, he would watch the president's speech from Independence Day. <laughs> you know, as he's rallying Bill, the troops... It's Bill Paxman. It's Bill yeah. Paxman, isn't it? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> it's not even a cool speech. It's not even like a... It's not like, oh yeah, I watched Samuel L. Jackson or In Pulp Fiction. I fucking love it. Where have you gone? Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Close enough. I've had a beer. The world is united. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. So I just want, if you've got any of them, if you've got any little weird quirks that you do regularly when you're hungover, 
get them into haveawaypod at gmail.com because I remembered Pete's, I remembered mine, and I thought we can't be the only two fucking weirdos on the planet who have a weird thing that they watch every time they're hungover. Squares. Um, I love squares. There's something mm-hmm. about ready salted squares when I'm hungover. Oh, you eat ready salted squares. Oh, mm. Walker's squares. I mean, they used to be Smith's, but Walker's squares. Not in the other flavors. Fuck that. I'll get a multi pack of six to just get the two ready salted. You know what I like when I'm hungover sometimes? Go on. Uh, Asda's or Tesco's own. So not branded. Yeah. Their version of Watsits. What? A big share pack of them. What big cheesy puff snacks. I bet they are just called cheesy puffs. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they call. Oh, cheesy puff snacks. <laughs> We've not and got big, the rights for name. A big liter of orange Lucasade as well. It's brand a good combo. Brand or off brand? Yeah, no brand. Oh no yeah, Lucasade. It's funny what you can have, brand and off brand. There's certain things where you're like, fuck off, mate. Like Laura's into pop chips. Have you tried pop chips yet? Yeah, right. Love them. Any snack of choice on a virgin train to London, mate. Off-brand pop chips are absolutely beautiful, but but cheap frazzles are not as good as frazzles. <laughs> no, frazzles are top shelf shit. You can't fuck with frazzles, mate. <laughs> you know my favourite normal Christmas style. You know, like Walker's style, mm. the best style, the best Walker's style of crisp, just, like just thin, just normal crisp, standard. Aldi's own, they're called Snack Right. Come off it, lad. Trust me, there's more flavour in one bag of Snack Right than a twenty-four multi-pack of Walkers. Sta- I'll, I'll I'll bring What's you a multi-pack. What's your favourite standard crisp? Is a is a roast chicken. No, 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 sorry. I meant what brand of like, not like squares or whatever, like Seabrook snack salt, like from Aldi? ruffles. Snack right from Aldi. Are the best standard sure. crisp. They're just the top level right. shit. You know, I've been doing this afternoon. Uh, I have been, because I'm now my brother-in-law's not here, I don't have to sleep in the studio anymore, which is sort of amazing. So I'm rearranging the studio for... If and when, I'm not saying it's going to be on Sunday, the lockdown in the UK is eased. If it's not Sunday, it's going to be three weeks from then. Adam's going to be able to come back to here to record the, yeah, the podcast. Baby. Right? So I was like, well, if I'm not sleeping it, I'm going to start setting it out. I'm going to have a look at it. I'm going to have it right. So when you're back here, it it's going to be right. <laughs> forgot is there a reason you're telling me this now? <laughs> What were we talking about? Are you pissed? Are you more pissed than you appear to be? I'm I'm really pissed. My head feels warm. What were we talking (laughs) about? We were talking about crisps. I can't can't imagine what the connection was. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm watching someone have a stroke. What's that? How how have I got from crisps to studio? I tell you what, Dan. Why don't you try and figure that out in your own time, and we'll actually do the rest of the podcast before that happens. Oh, sorry, mate. Go on. You're in charge. You're in charge. You know what's happened here? Do you know what's happened here? This is what's happened. You, I you did all the podcast. I, I, yeah, I no, I was yeah. I yesterday because I was in charge. Usually, I've got loads of admin to do before a podcast, but. <laughs> 
Today you were like, I'll do today. I was like, oh, it's holiday. I deserve it. <laughs> you do deserve it. Adam's done You're so a well. special, special little boy. Um, I've come up with some would you rathers for you. Oh, you've never, never done been, this? I've never done this. So I've come up with them. I haven't looked through the email because they're normally yours and I don't know necessarily which ones we've done and which ones we haven't because I've got a brain like a sieve but I've come up with my own ones I've got six if we get through them all great but they're all in categories they're all a slightly different category so I'm going to give you the choice and you can pick which category you want to go from okay and I'm saying right now I'm in such a good mood I'm having a great time I'm basically living the dream I want to do them all so okay let's do them man let's do them how many have you come up with six (sighs) that's a lot of would you rather's we're already yeah. at 40 odd minutes. I, right. I'm we'll going to do try. at least two. Right. <laughs> Come on. Maybe. So we've got superpowers, drinking, well, odors, come- loss, inconvenience, or food. Right. I'm going to say I don't want to do any more drinking. We've talked booze in a lot. Okay. And I honestly think this is a professional podcast, you know? I don't want to talk about <laughs> drinking. Well, it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be. <laughs> I'm interested by loss. Inconvenience okay. interests me, and superpowers will honestly, till my dying day, be an intrigue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, can we do those three? Loss, inconvenience, and superpowers. Okay, in the oh. order. Food. No, fuck it. Those three. Yeah, go. On. Okay. It's not a quiz. Would you I don't know why I feel the pressure. I feel the pressure to be like, oh fuck, you got to get this right. It's not. That's not how it works. <laughs> Would you rather lose your sense of direction? to the point where you literally can't find your way anywhere, you can't follow a map, and even when a sat-nav says something like turn left, you don't really understand it, it just it frazzles you. All right, you so essentially, be every woman I've ever dated or been married to, go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> or lose your sight and become 100% blind. Oh, it's a loaded base, this one, isn't it? I could not go blind. I just, I would love to know what would have to be stacked against being blind because blinds are motherfucker, isn't it? Driving, porn. You get either a dog or a man who takes you around and you're still going to get everywhere on time and stuff if you lose your sense of direction you're not it's not really as the, the world is not as sympathetic to people with a, a loss of direction is there so you're getting no help you're still you're a comedian Sat you're going to have to try and get Google Maps you're going to have to try and get to the frog and bucket to go and host beat the frog on a Monday with no sense of direction so I can't remember roots no you got no sense of direction but I have got a sat nav yeah, but if the sat-nav goes turn left, you don't really know what that means. Wow, yeah. yeah. You'd have to set off a month in advance for I can't, <laughs> mate. <laughs> this I is remember, what I'm saying. So I me- you can't just go, oh, I can't go blind, because the, the alternative is not... No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I get, I get what you're trying to do, but you've the blind is so cataclysmic. Like, there will be people listening to this who are blind because uh, the blind community are huge supporters of all audio comedy right this is a wet <laughs> I'm not joking that, that that feels like I'm being a dick this this 
this to a blind person. You know what? You know why podcasts will be massive. The radio is the same, but podcasts will be massive. And I, I would love to hear from some of our uh, blind listeners because what they're getting right now is li- their impairment. The st- the thing that they haven't got. It makes no difference when it's listening to a podcast. I wouldn't want to give up my sight if I if I could fight for it. I tell you, it's a lack of sense of direction. I would. I just have to get a good fucking Tom Tom. I love a sense of direction, though. I lo- I remember when I met Laura, and I was like, "Where do you live in regards to Nottingham?" We'd been dating. We'd had one night out, one date, and I was like, "So." She told me where she lived in Nottingham. A name. You know when you meet someone, you're like, I don't know that place. That's just a fucking name. It could have been Fluckwitz from fucking... I don't... It's just any word. It didn't mean anything yeah. to me. And it was Chilwell. That's where she's from. And I was like, so where's that in relation to Nottingham? She went, uh, oh, I don't know. I went, what? <laughs> she went, oh, I don't... What do you mean? I went, I mean, geographically... Where is it in relation... I know where Nottingham is. I know where Derby is. Where's Chilwell? She was like, well, it's near Beeston. I was like, no, that's not what I'm asking. I don't know where the f- Beeston is. Where's that in geographical... Rela- she was like, I'll have to ask my dad. She had to fucking ask her dad. And then she was like, oh, I've looked on Google Maps. It's sort of... It's sort of west southwest. I was like, she had, she'd lived there all her fucking life and had no idea... Geographic. She was like, "Yeah, Nottingham's that way." I I find that very here's frustrating. Why, here's why you do not know how blessed you are with the woman in your life because of the fucking thing I've got in mind. So Jade, right, has got zero sense of direction, but she's so arrogant she doesn't know it, or she certainly doesn't act like she knows it. So. She's from Skemmersdale, Jade. She's originally from about 30 miles away from Liverpool, or maybe it's... Is she from Skem? You don't know that? <laughs> oh, my God. I did not know that. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It makes so much sense. <laughs> so, she, when she moved, she, she moved to Liverpool. We now live in Liverpool. She lives where, where, with me, where I've lived for the past 10 or so years. She will confidently she'll be driving the car and she, like the the one example i always bring up to her we were going the cinema right and we got to a t junction and she had her left indicator on and i was like why are you doing it's right she was like it isn't it's that way that's where the main road is i was like yeah that's where the main road is but we're not going to the main road because the cinema's over there she's like it's fucking not over there and i was like how many times have you got to get a direction wrong before you consider that maybe I've got a better sense of direction than you, especially in the place I've lived for a fucking decade yeah, yeah. and you've been here for two weeks. No, you know, you're fucking wrong. So I went, okay, go that way. And then I'll show you where we would have come out if we'd have gone your way. Like, it was an argument that ruined the fucking film we were going to see. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, but that's, that's where politics come into it, in it. Essentially, relationship politics has come in. Because if she was with someone that she was, like, acquaintances with, she'd have probably gone, oh, yeah, you're right. But it becomes about the relationship and, like, well, fuck you, Adam. I'm not... So you're saying you would lose your sense of direction? Oh, fuck, yeah, man. Shout out to everyone who's lost their vision. I'm not fucking I think I'd go blind. Nah, fam. 
Go on, next yeah. one. I love it. Love it. Love it. That's a great one. By the way, I've been vetting Would You Rathers for four or five months, and I've been coming up with a lot of them and pretending... <laughs> <laughs> Pretending they were someone else's. That's a good one. Good start. Good start. Solid. Go. So you wanted inconvenience, didn't you, next? Yes, right? mate. Yes, mate. Do it. So would you rather constantly have an unbearably itchy bum hole or <gasps> constantly feel like there's shampoo in your eyes? Oh, that's awful. <laughs> awful. I was like, sir... I was about to go very like Victorian gentleman. How dare you, sir? How dare you even mention the unmentionable? And the, it's not like the salty bumhole. The salty bumhole. You've got a, it's the bumhole. So when you're itching it, you've got to get right in there. Mate, is there? There's those moments as a man where you know you're being disgusting, where you're like, you've got that. I don't know what it is. You've had something spicy the day before. You've just got some residuals. I don't know what it is. There's a tang to the butthole. When you get to just have, like, single tissue paper and just, like, a fucking... Like, it's not a wipe. It's an itch. Oh. Oh. That is one of the most satisfying things in life. While being dreadful. Like, you do it and you're like, I'm a pig. I don't care. It's life. I go to the toilet sometimes just to itch me, Bomo. <laughs> I do I've got an itchy bum hole I know that I can't just stick my hand up there so I excuse myself I go to the toilet I get a bit of toilet roll I shove it right between my ass cheeks and I have a wiggle around one of Louis CK's and I know we've said Louis CK oh he's a perv from that Let's show stop adding that caveat. We don't from, think that Louis Kay is a good person. We think what he did was reprehensible and he's a creepy little knob. However, from going on, never funny, gonna say that again. Let's just take that as read that that's what we think of him as a person. Louis, as a comedian, I think he's an all time great track on. The show in <laughs> Phoenix, what was that about five, six years ago when he was like, Have you ever just for no reason just think I really need to wipe my ass right now I really need to wipe my ass right now when he did that piece of stand up nothing happened I haven't been for a shit I just like I really need to wipe my ass right now I when I watched that I laughed so much do you know why (laughs) because every man and this is the thing I'm not talking about men all men have thought that but there have been, I mean, statistically in comedy, quite a lot of men, and no one has ever gone, you know that thing that is true of all men, that is so piercingly honest, so, like, obvious. I'm going to say it as a bit of observation. There's no add-on, there's no flurry. It's just that, have you ever noticed that sometimes you need to wipe your ass even though you've not been for a shit? And I laughed so... And you know why it's funny? Because it's so... It's so skillful to know that that's what other men have been through. But it's almost like the bravery to go, I don't give a shit that you ever... Women in the audience can be like, you're a pig. Young men might be like, that's disgusting. But everyone, I think over 25 who's had a decent night out is like, like, oh my God, he's on to us. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He's literally like a fucking rusty bum old Jesus. It's a phenomenal observation and it's so well delivered. I, however, did you say shampoo in your eyes? Yeah. You know that when you get shampoo in your eyes and it's stinging it's, like fuck. 
do you know what? I tell you, I've dealt with shampoo in my eyes as a bald man. <laughs> I haven't dealt with that since about two thousand and one. Right. <laughs> so I'll be honest. I'm. I'm. Again, we're going back to my eyes. I'm not fucking with my eyes because if I'm trying to cross a busy road, yeah, and I've got a rusty, itchy as fuck bum hole, I can clench and I just sort of do that crab walk across the fucking road. Yeah. If you've got shampoo in your eyes, you're getting hit by a BMW and I'm not doing it. So I'm going to take... Gonna An t- itchy bum hole. Even though it's the worst. Oh, How weird is this? You've got an itchy bum hole. I feel like I've got an itchy bum hole. Just talking about it. I think you made the right decision there. It's a tough one, and it's designed that way on purpose. But you, you know what? I fucking, I, I, I respect your decision, Adam. Can I just say before you do your next? Would you rather? You are proving yourself so good at um, podcast planning that we are in the realms of like, oh, the listeners are going to be like, well, Dan's obviously editing it and getting it all online, but Adam's so good at the production. Maybe he should be in charge of all the episodes. I'd rein this in. I'd put a few in the fucking stands here, mate. (laughs) I'm not joking. This has been a very good episode. And you know why I know that? Because I've had loads of booze. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) So the next one you wanted was superpowers. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Would you rather be able to read everyone's mind within a hundred yard radius or be able to read one person's mind at all times, no matter where they are in the world? So, like, you could go, right, I want to be able to read Laura's mind wherever she is, no matter what. Oh, fucking bore off. I can see that. I can see that just with a look in her eye. <laughs> she literally from across the room. She's like, "What have I done with my life?" Like, pick me, dickhead. Let's let's roll. <laughs> right, I love it, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down. One is so much better than the other, and I'll tell you for why. You think that you'd be able to to read someone's mind? You could pick an incredibly wealthy or influential person. However. Are they going to live forever? No. They're going to die. They're going to get run over. They're going to get cancer, whatever. So they also could potentially lose influence and wealth. So your one pick is a bit of a gamble. Now, with the 100 yards, if you read the people... So you go to the the UN or the G8 summit or wherever. You You can go somewhere very heavily populated like the the stock exchange or something, you're in the midst of so many people, I think that would be long-term more useful. Even though you'd say, well, Jeff Bezos or the fucking Donald Trump or whatever, but presidents have terms, prime ministers get voted out, leaders are <laughs> fucked off, and wealthy people die or lose their wealth. I would rather have the ability to take myself into a situation and read the fucking room and also just specifically on the within a hundred yards being able to read the room like if you were a comedian and you wanted to fuck with people that would be pretty good as well wouldn't it it would here's what I'm going to say though I'm going to answer my own question here I would pick the one person I'll tell you why I've watched quite a lot of episodes of Black Mirror right right and I think if you could hear and be able to see what other people are thinking around you at all times, 
and especially what they think of you. Oh, 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 oh. Did it? They? You hear what they think of you? You can read their mind, yeah. And you can't turn it off. You can, but the temptation will be there, and you wouldn't turn it off. Oh, if yeah, you knew yeah, someone yeah. was looking at you funny, and you were like, "What's he think of me?" There's no way you're going. Do you know what? <laughs> I've, I've learned from your mistakes. I'm not going to... That's his business. I'm not going to pry. You're going to use your powers for evil and find out. And I don't think anyone wants to know what the people around them... Like, I think we want to, but we... I don't... I think we want to want to, but we don't want to. Do you know no, what I mean? of course. Like, the comedians don't want to read reviews, but they do. They read reviews. Exactly. It, how many times have you been in a green room with another comic? And in your head, they're your mate. It's a friend of yours, but you're thinking, he's doing my fucking head in today. I hate it when he's like this. He's a knobhead. If you said that out loud, that becomes an irreparable relationship a lot of the time. You'd lose friends. You'd lose loved ones. Oh, I think it's a nightmare. But if you just pick one person, someone who's dead clever, Bill Gates or something, and you just you know what he's thinking, and you just patent all his fucking ideas before he does, you could become a billionaire. No. You've smashed it. Nah, 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 nah. You, I get what you mean. You can read their mind. You have to then be very, very capable to use that reading of a mind. So you have, so the the big risk is you have to pick right, and then you have to be able to use the knowledge. I definitely take the people within a hundred yards, but I honestly, when I answered, didn't know that I heard their thoughts. Can I just have it a one way? <laughs> I, can, I want to read the one way. I want to read their minds. I don't want them. I don't want to know what they think of me. What are you talking about? When you're reading minds. That is reading their minds. Yeah, but... They can't read yours. So, hang... No, but hang on. This is what I mean about reading minds. If you're anonymous in a crowd of people, they have no thoughts of you, do they? So, if there's 100 people at a business conference, say you go to a very influential business conference... I understand that. I understand what you're saying. But... Who's that weird cunt? (laughs) You're telling me... Hang on. <laughs> right, fifty-eight, fifty. Okay, so you're telling me meeting Laura's parents for the first time, you'd have just turned it off. Yeah, that's not bullshit. Yet. No, of course, of course, of course. But I, I love how seriously I take Would You Rather's. Of course, you're going to take some rough with the smooth with the skill. But if you're talking about how you get, if you get how you get rich out of it, as long as you stay like low key in a situation, people aren't thinking about you. You're just a bloke in a crowd, but you're reading all the minds. Yeah, but how often are you going to hang out outside the UN or Jeff Bezos's house before he goes hang on this fucking concert every day? He's stalking me. How gutted would you be if you were like, right, Jeff Bezos is worth 148 billion, wicked. Next day, Jeff Bezos has had a uh, jet ski accident and has fucked himself <laughs> into a wall. You'd be like, fuck, should have taken 100. <laughs> oh, I want to do another one. Um, Adam. I know, we're, I know we're overrunning this, but I want to do Honestly, I've got nowhere better to be. Plus, <laughs> turns out you're the producer now. Go on. So odors okay yeah 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 would you rather constantly stink of bo like sweat yeah right but like people within like five yards yeah 
Can smell it. The worst ever be like the bo where you're walking through a supermarket and the person who's shopping a minute and a half behind is like, ah, oh, what's that? And it's you. Yeah, go on. You smell a bo. It's faint, but it's there. Nasty. Or Cha. once every calendar month on a random day, so the date changes every month. Yeah, you stink of shit. Like it smells like you're just constantly shitting your pants all day with diarrhea, but you're not. There's no mess, but it smells like you are one day a month. You don't know when it's coming, or constantly stink of bo. I'll tell. I'll tell you for right now. I'll take shit day. I will take <laughs> shit day. I will take shit day because you know why. I love the parameters of this would you rather and I tell you I'll take shit day every day because that smell is a very very strong BO that you explained you are never getting if you're single you're never getting laid you are a fucking hindrance to your friends you're walking on stage and leaving a miasma of your own fucking horrible stanky stale body odour it is a problem constantly if you wake up in the morning and you and you go Oh my god, it's my day of the it's my day of the month. You can't just stay in bed. You still gotta go about your day as normal. Well no. You can't just you can't just you can't just tap out and be like I'm not going anywhere today. If you've got a gig that night, you've still gotta go. No, well that's just, no, just... but you've you've that's no 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 <laughs> It's my fucking no, name. I'll do no, whatever no. the fuck. Well, that is... No. Stinking of sh- no, you can't because because if you have that odor coming off you you're going to act accordingly like if so I do stand up normally pre-rona I do comedy five days if I woke up stinking of shit and I was like Laura what's that smell she was like Ugh, Ugh, I don't know but you're sick of shit I wouldn't I wouldn't be like oh well I've got a gig at the frog or hot water I'll get in the car and off I go well, I'm telling you you've got to nah you've you've overcomplicated the wood <laughs> you've made it unreasonable <laughs> I'd take this thing and just have a big stinky I'd gip in my like a hangover I'd just gip in my bed like knowing that tomorrow fresh as a daisy even with my extra caveat I'd take the shit day and just I'd just tell people what it is I'd write a bit about it I'd be on stage going if you can smell rotten shit by the way that's me I have this condition where once Wait, a month P.S. Like this. If, if you have to go about your day as normal and you don't ring ahead and say, oh, by the way, Binti, uh, hot water, I'm having my shit day, so maybe you want to bump me to tomorrow. <laughs> like, uh, just turn it off. Fucking hell. Rosie, Jesus Christ. The weird thing is, there's a couple of comedians who have this day every time I fucking work with them. There's one who stinks a B.O. on the Northwest Circuit. And uh... I, I can't even be in the same... Rumism. The worst. Um, Quite a successful comedian. No, not him. Oh, right, right, right. He okay. once made a woman cry at hot water, though, because he smelled that bad, the one you're thinking of. Um, anyway. I've got Ad- two more. Adam, Why not? Adam, you're so good at producing. Come on. You Why find, not? You're finding your role. Do you know the difference in your... I know you're in a different mood, but yesterday it was me all like, Adam, I've got this one. And you were like, ah, fuck them and their fucking dad. And then today you're like, ah, Dan, what do you think of this? I'm like, oh, show me, yeah. Go on. I love it. I love the change of fucking pace. Go on. This is the food one, okay? Mm. Go on. Would you rather... You know, I've got... A, I'm weird with food. Go on, go on, go on. 
Would you rather have to eat a whole tin of dog food for three times? Would you rather have to eat a whole tin of dog food three times, one day per week? So one day a week, you have a tin of dog food for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can have snacks in between, but that's what you have for your breakfast. That's what you have for your lunch. That's what you have for your dinner. You have to finish it. Right. A dog food right. once a week. Or this or, better be really bad. Only be able to eat curry flavored pot noodles that have gone out of date for the rest of your life. It's as if no other food exists. Curry flavored pot noodles that have gone out of date. I mean, I mean, if if pot noodles go out of date, it doesn't really matter. That's like saying cardboard's stale. Like, um, but that I mean. God, you'd be so like oh god the dog food <laughs> the dog food's probably got nutrients in it <laughs> if you eat right so this is my problem I'm 39 I can now do you remember when I was like 15 20 years ago when I was going out taking drugs with these gays and drinking GHP I could see a difference in how I looked physically my complexion and all that from what I've been doing drinking drug wise now I'm 39 if I eat shit for two or three days by the fourth day I'm like wow you're looking rough so imagine at 39 years old how rough I would look after two months of just out of date curry flavoured pot noodles I'd look like a fucking globular piece of shit now in theory the rest of the time you could eat well I probably wouldn't but I could eat well for six days a week and that dog food, as long as it was high end, I'm not eating the shit dog food. It's probably got like all those, you know, nutrients that your dog needs. <laughs> I might end up in Crofts. <laughs> and here he is, Dan Nightingale, comedian, podcaster, best in best in breed. <laughs> Are you going dog food? I'm going dog food. Do you know why? Because yeah. I might I might end up with some fucking hair. I might end up with a I lovely mean- mane. I when I wrote this one I was trying my best to make it so that you pick dog food and it makes it even better that after I got like halfway through this question you were like this next bit is going to have to be disgusting for me to eat dog food fucking one day a week and I got you we got him ladies and gentlemen we got him Dan's eating dog food <laughs> but I, I will live a full and healthy life with uh, that one day a week it's going to be like, why is dad so grouchy? Yeah, it's his pedigree chum day, so just leave him alone. He just has to gip it down. Like, it probably, the rest of the... This, those are the six days. It's a healthy, balanced meal. curry flavor <laughs> pot noodles, I'll be dead at 50. My body is just like... Eat, eat a nutrient. There's a good one, that. So you're eating dog I didn't food. be so good at this. Right, I know we've already done a lot of drinking, but we've also done about 40 minutes of podcasting since we've done that. So I'm going to finish. I'm going to do the last one, which is a drinking one, but there's been enough of a gap. You ready? Uh, It's the final one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you rather... Every podcast is better when I drink. Go on. (laughs) Would you rather be able to never get past tipsy when you drink? No matter how much you drink, you're always tipsy. But you're also tipsy from your first sip onwards. So you have a little sip of beer, you're tipsy. You can't drive, you're tipsy, right? Tipsy is the best bit, go on. Or be totally sober, 
for your first three drinks, no matter what they are, you can have a double whiskey and Coke if you want. For three drinks, you will be totally sober. On your fourth drink, as soon as you have a sip, you're absolutely hammered. Tipsy, tipsy. Because you basically... I know... I can see you thinking on this one, but what you've said is, do you know that bit of drinking is the best bit where you feel a little bit of it, but you're not a bell end, which the bit of drinking that everyone really wants to feel when you feel like, yeah, I feel fucking really good forever or none of the above, nothing. And then for in the bin going, no, fuck you. And your fucking mum. No tipsy. I understand the thought process. I reject the concept. Tipsy. Good answer. Yeah. You've got a good point. I, there's James Acaster on one of his specials on Netflix has a joke about this. He says, there's only four things you can be. Sober, tipsy, drunk and hungover. Tipsy is the only one you don't cry during. <laughs> I tell you what, that boy is fucking good, isn't he, Adam Rowe? He is. Good. I don't give you know a shit what good. you think about stand-up. James Acaster you know is good. But he started out at Vauxhall Comedy Club. Yeah, he did. Let's do an advert for them. He probably never. I bet he did. Doing these adverts makes me want to go to Vauxhall Comedy Club so much. When the shutdown is over, when we're free, when venues are open again, if you like comedy and you're in London, or if you're visiting the Big Smoke, go and watch some live stand-up at the Vauxhall Comedy Club. It's just over the water, near the West End, really central. On a Friday and Saturday night, they have an amazing offer where they do as much booze as you can get, a bottomless booze comedy night. Amazing comedians from the TV, from the circuit. It's 90 minutes, free wine, cider, beer, and it's just 25 quid there's also a spirit and mixer bottomless ticket and there's also an entry ticket that's just 10 pounds Vauxhall Comedy Club is open Monday to Saturday and it's right next to the amazing Vauxhall Street Food Garden so obviously right now you can't go but as soon as you can get down there enjoy yourself Adam's played it I'm looking forward to playing it and in the meantime hit them up on socials at Vauxhall Comedy Club on Instagram at Vauxhall Comedy on Twitter and Vauxhall Comedy Club on Facebook the show is 18 and over so if you look young and fresh take your ID and if you look like me fucking granddad Dave you'll get right in see you there Vauxhall Comedy Club nice one two mics two leads and a lot of time on their hands this is Have A Word Welcome back. Do you want to play our theme tune? Oh. It's time to have a word with Adam and Dan. Ooh. Tell us all the problems you have with your friends. Ooh. This was going to be the whole podcast. Now it's just the final 10%. Oh, Harry, you've made my... You've improved my life so much. Beautiful. Fucking quality, in it? Now, got one have a word prep for today. Um, it's, <laughs> it's sort of something that we, we touched on a little bit yesterday, a little bit in a slightly different way in not in the have a word section. Um, we've got this email come through from Emily, who wants us to have a word with men who give up once they're in a relationship. They stop making effort. They don't take their girls on as many dates as they did at the start. They don't clean the toilet or the bathroom. They'll leave their pubes in the bath after they've shaved them. They just literally give up and don't make an effort to make their girlfriends fancy them anymore. You need to have a word with them, especially during lockdown, because now we're locked with them together and it's just aggravating every argument we have. 
she didn't spell that right, but I think that's what she meant. That's from Emily. What do you reckon? Well, Emily, I I feel like I'm aware everything you write, everything you said is absolutely right. And I am worried that in a week when my wife listens to this, she'll be like, you absolute bellend. Why are you going, oh, yeah, you're totally right, Emily. Why don't you? I think every man is guilty of this. Aren't they? Are you, Adam? I mean, Jade loves you and you love Jade. But you, do you, you know you could do more, surely. I take issue with the fact that Emily thinks this is a male problem and not a human one. Oh, yes. Turn it around. Turn it around, Adam. Too. Bitches be slacking too. They stop shaving their legs. They start leaving that little bit of hair on their lip, which is not there at the start. They stop having as fun sex. They just want to do missionary. At the start, they all like, oh no, I like being choked. Punch me in the eye. Call me a cunt. <laughs> Punch. Say me nan's dead. <laughs> People give up when they get comfortable. Yes, men do it. I'm a nightmare for this. The bathroom is a fucking state. My IBS shit is sprayed on oh, me. On the side of the- oh, <laughs> oh, upset me, nasty bitch. Jade drives me mad with this because she'll be like, you've, you've had a shave, haven't you? Because there's like three hairs in the bathroom. I haven't moved them. I want you to go with this magnifying glass and find the three hairs you've left in the bathroom. When she shaves a fanny, she taps the razor on the wall of the shower and it stays there for fucking months. Mate, Laura, there's hairs from when Laura shampoos, and she just sort of must like, s- like slap her hand against the the <laughs> tiles on the wall. She just sort of leaves them there. It's yeah. absolutely vile. Uh, so it's easy to say when you haven't got no hair to slap on the wall, though, isn't it? Ah, you don't know where you would do I that. Tell you what, tell you, I, hey, tell you what, if you ever want the upper hand. The moral high ground in like, oh, there's loads of fucking hairs like wrapped around the fucking Hoover thing. If you're bald, you always get to call her out. Like that is, I'm not saying being bald's fun. It's not. It's a bit of a pain. You look like a Danish sex offender, right? But one of the advantages you get to take the moral high ground. Like it looks like a Dalmatian's just fucked itself against our shower. Yes, that's you, not me, because I'm a Swedish baldy. I would say this. I get the reasoning. Oh, just because we're together a long time doesn't mean you shouldn't make effort. So my nana and granddad, they were married for 60 years plus. What wedding anniversary did they have? 60? So at what point are you allowed to be like, yeah, that's enough now. (laughs) I get, I get, I get it. Oh, just because we're married doesn't mean you shouldn't make the effort. But... (laughs) <laughs> 20 years of marriage let me get my hairy balls flopping about and not give a shit there must be a point so you're telling me that every married couple you got married when you were 20 you're now 80 you've been married 60 years and you've still got to shave your fucking fajit and he's got to shave his tuppence just because you don't want to hair it like and there is a point so when's the point is it Emily when's the point yeah when when should your fella be allowed to just be himself that's the thing. You're stopping your man living his truth. If he wants to be a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most. That was, 
That was the most alt-right fucking... <laughs> like, no, hey, Enley, you're subbing. Hey, lit, smell the fart. That's the man. Love the man. Love the fart. Do you know, Jay woke me up the other night to tell me I'd farted in me sleep and I need to stop. Oi. I love that woman. I think she's great. I'm not sure you're right for each other long term. I am. <laughs> I'm really worried about that. Any woman who's any woman who wakes you up when you're asleep to tell you farted. How, what, is you, that, what does she want me to do? Hold it in in me sleep. That like suck yeah. it in. Like oh. I'm so sorry, babe. <sighs> yeah. So Emily Swivel, I guarantee you've let yourself go as well. Not bad. Um, <laughs> I, I, oi, everyone listening, I know for a fact Adam doesn't want to prep every show, but I think you'll find this has been a fucking belter. Oh, you enjoyed yourself, belter. You've, oh, Adam, you're good at this. <laughs> it's time to have a word, and I'm drunk, so that's probably yes, also my opinion. I'm worried about the edit. That's how drunk you are. <laughs> <laughs> Something's gonna get missed. Either when, the song. Yeah, there's gonna, gonna be, be like a weird Twitter. Like, why was there a why was there a Coldplay song at minute thirty-seven? <laughs> <laughs> I came alone. <laughs> I can't wait to get pissed on Saturday. Oh, we're doing it. <sighs> My beer fifty-two will be here by then. Today's band is called Bright Falls. They're an alt-country-slash-rock band from Thales in Ireland. They are Bright Falls Forever on Instagram and at IamBrightFalls on Twitter. This song is called Preacher Casey. It's a banger as well. Listen to it earlier. It's dead good. We'll see you tomorrow. Dan, go and have a coffee and then edit the oh, podcast. I keep drinking. <laughs> I love you. Bye, see you later. Felicia. Bye, Felicia.
Well, time.